Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me at all social media at NoClutchNate. That's very professional. My name is Mark, and you can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. Well, we've been doing this for years, so it's like you got to kind of get into the swing of things, right? Today, we're talking about minute number seven of Zack Snyder's Justice League, and this minute is going to start out with uh, Philippus reaching out for the Themyscarin mother box, and uh, this minute's going to end with a bunch of ice, Mark. It's going to end with a lot, a lot of ice. A whole land of ice. A whole land of ice. Ice land, if you will. I hope they call it Iceland. It would be very fitting for a place. I hope they call it Iceland. (laughs) <laughs> um, or they do that tricky thing where they call it Greenland and then tricking people, you know, hey, sail to the green Greenland and gotcha, it's all ice there, baby, you know, well, ice, well, ice, baby. See, that's what I thought. I, I, because I saw all the ice here. Yeah. And it says Iceland, right? And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Now, <laughs> hang on. That's not what they taught me. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> I thought Iceland was the biggest ruse of this entire planet. <laughs> Yeah, but isn't is, uh, is it not? I don't know. Hold I on. don't know. I'm bad with geography. I need to look this up because <laughs> I need to know. Is there ice in Iceland? This is well. It is Iceland. So yeah. But I was taught as a kid, and I, like it messed me up. Like common misconception mm-hmm. that Iceland was the green one. Yeah. And that Greenland was the icy one. Yeah. And so I'm seeing this, and it's Iceland. It's got all this ice, and I'm thinking. Yeah. That's Did they change right. the names at some point? I don't know. Did in they the correct 80s or something when <laughs> like, I wasn't paying attention? <laughs> they said, "You know what? We should stop confusing everyone. We should just switch the names around and, yeah. and call it a day." But no, I think this... it was uh, the same hearing that D. Snyder was getting sued over uh, his curse words or something. And they were like, "Hey, while we're all here, let's just change the whole Iceland Greenland thing." Yeah, yeah. But it was like, "Yeah, all right, exactly." Um, but no, this is it is filmed in Iceland. It's uh. Let me see. Let me pull up the name here. Um, Jupavik is the where they filmed, and that's in the West Fjords region of Iceland. Um, and so they did film it here. And yeah, I, the photos of the location that they film in mm-hmm. is actually green, and it looks very nice and very pretty. Like you might actually want to visit this small town. Yeah, but obviously. Zack Snyder has like such a vision. He's like, it's you know this very comic book movie where it has like, um, just like this caverns of ice. Yeah, and it just looks like a really interesting comic book movie. Mm -hmm. And um, the I also looked up the filming locations for some of the other places. Now Themyscira wasn't filmed here, so they um, they have it listed as Kleftiko Beach in the Milos Island of Greece. But it wasn't mm-hmm. filmed there. It was modeled after it. So it's more like they take uh, photo references of, of those yeah, Italian islands and those beaches, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they built around it because they wanted to blend the fantasy with the real-life uh, influence of the Italian and Greek uh, history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that one's actually based on those areas. But this was actually filmed in the West Fjords of Iceland. So, mm. that, um, and this right here is where I thought the movie was going to begin. 
when I sat down for the first time to watch this movie finally, and all the years thinking about where you know what was going to happen in this movie, that uh, I never, I, I knew it was going to see the light of day, but not anytime soon. Yeah. And from the initial teasers and trailers and first looks of Justice League when it was still being uh, created by Zack Snyder, like there were no issues with the project yet. Mm-hmm. The only thing was that Batman v Superman had come out and it scared everyone. Yeah, um, and then the, one of like this um, whole ice wall, ice mountain scene, that was like one of the first things we saw, right? Yes. Okay, that's why I'm saying like, and and I'm right there with you with thinking this is how the movie is supposed to start. Yeah, and then you take it back to 2017. You're like, wait, what's did Tim Burton do this for like 10 minutes? Was he just like hanging around? Yeah, didn't see any of that stuff. Um, and like it just it feels very Batman and it still feels very Dark Knight Nolan inspired. Yeah. With like the mountains and him yeah. alone out in the, on the mountains with feels like begins, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's not in a Batman suit. He's doing it as Bruce Wayne. Um it just well, always had come that. on, you and I know better. He's doing it as Batman. Yes, he he's is just not he in is the Batman. Bruce Wayne mask yet. He's in the Bruce Wayne costume. Until he f- starts flashing those dollar bills. It's like it's that like, okay. that scene in Dawn of Justice explains it the best where he wants to find out what Luther's up to with the white Portuguese as Batman. Mm-hmm. And then Alfred's like, Bruce Wayne's been invited. So yeah. you don't have to do that. And he's like staring at his suit going, man, I want to wear the suit. I want to be who I am. I don't want to go to this party as Bruce Wayne. Um, that always to me is like the a very subtle way of just being like, he's Batman. He's not Bruce Wayne. Um, but uh, the thing that I really like here is there's some symbolism in how Zack Snyder has envisioned that Bruce Wayne tries to hunt down these metahumans, or not hunt down, but look for these metahumans, find them, and 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 bring hunt them together, down. hunt them down. He's hunting them down. Well, kinda. I mean, in a, he he quotes Seven Samurai, so let me bring that up real quick, um, because he said this back in like 2016, where he said uh, he's basically talking to the media trying to explain what to expect in justice league and he says it's an intense awesome and gigantic undertaking because bruce wayne is having to go out and sort of seven samurai the justice league together which is fun Mm -hmm. it's slightly monumental and at the same time they're starting to grapple with this coming threat and for those who haven't seen seven samurai um basically there's a threat to a village and a samurai then recruits other seven samurai. There's others who want to join, and so it's it's this seven samurai. They've never really worked together before, so they're overcoming their own um, diversity, but then also having to protect people who cannot protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And there's like a leader to that, and Batman is kind of like that leader right now, where he's uh, the one tasked with bringing them together. And then the other cool thing is that he's the one in mourning, right? Like, he's the one who caused the death of Superman where he blames himself for it. And so it's kind of interesting that they gave him a horse in, like, in telling this story. Not because, obviously, he needs a horse to travel, but I think if you think of it in the terms of the death of Superman, and you can think of, like, horses maybe, like Pale Horse and all that stuff from Dawn of Justice... It's like he's owning 
the death of Superman that's on his hands and like mm. kind of doing uh not absolving. What's the other term I'm thinking of? Repenting. A- repent- atoning, repenting. Yeah, yeah, repenting for his his sin, his his uh Yeah. His he's, selfishness. He's, he's he's walking the lone path or whatever biblical phrase that you want to choose in this one. Yeah. He's atoning for his sin, which is letting go. which is letting Superman die because he caused it, because he instigated that fire. Mm-hmm. And that fire got too big. And so here he is out in, in the wilderness as this lone samurai going to get the others, bringing them together for this mm-hmm. coming threat. Like it just this makes kind of so cool much that, sense. that uh at least at, at least in that same mindset that Aquaman is playing that uh that drunken samurai that he goes mm-hmm. to that's in the barn. It's like that's even good, even better symbolism right there too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure um I'm not sure well I'm not sure of every Justice League member represents, represents one, one of, of the no, seven samurai. So, but uh but off the top of my hey, head I do see I wish I could remember all the names of the seven samurai, but yeah. Yeah, me too. I was they, trying to think of who the leader and all of them were. I can't remember. Um uh, There is like the fan favorite samurai, which I guess would be like Aquaman's character, who is kind of yeah. like the the humorous one mm-hmm. and the drunker drunk one. He drinks a lot and he He's very like outspoken, very um He has that he has the same mindset of uh you know asking the questions or, or doing a plan or making his own plan and them saying, like, I thought you didn't care and he has the yeah. whole I never said that. It's like I just am not taking to authority that well or something. Whatever it is, you know? It's like I'm doing my own thing, the job's gonna get done. Well, come mm-hmm. on. You know? Going at my yeah. own pace here, which is great. I love it. Um, yeah. I just Chio kind of always a, a, t- a tune. A tune. I just kind of uh, attributed this just to uh, Batman on horseback, which is mm-hmm. you know people rave over Frank Miller. Thank you. Um, I I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I you know next up is Batman on steam powered motorcycle with the sleeves cut off and purple gloves. You know that's yeah. That's the where's, ba- where's that? I <laughs> I got the Batman on horseback. don't care give me the steam-powered motorcycle and i think that's one of the other cool things that these movies have done and i'm I'm speaking really just about like the Zack snyder taking his comic books that he likes and and making them into a melting pot of a movie i think what's cool about that is that you don't have to reinvent batman to get the suit that you want to see him in. Like, we have a new Batman coming out now, Robert Pattinson Batman. But just because you've defined that character like that, um, just so that you can have the Batman that you want to look like, you can just have a moment like this where it's like, yeah, we're just going to have Bruce Wayne on horseback and have a different type of Batman uh, here and then we'll have batman armored suit and then the batman traditional suit like you can you can make the the environment call for yeah we need a short sleeve batman with purple gloves or something like that like you don't and then there's the nightmare batman so he like creates all these different scenarios because he wants to see all these cool moments from the comic books that he's read and i'm cool with that because Creating we got this mouth inter- breather. We got mouth breather, Batman. I've had that action figure. Oh yeah, you know? the Suicide Squad one. Yeah, so like I get it. It's all there, right in front of us. Yeah, 
Where's the orange, the neon orange chainsaw arm Bane? You don't have to make just the one suit and then live or die by the suit. Like, feel, like, create the scenarios where you want to see the the suit that you want to see. And, like, maybe Mm -hmm. there is one. I think he did with this uh, this final suit here in this movie, you know? The Owlman suit. Um, one of the things I wish they, they would have done, but they they were going to do for the Dark Knight trilogy, but then they decided against it, was the whole thing about Batman's cape being like a shape-shifting fabric was that mm-hmm. it was supposed to like transform into like a... spawn? Uh, not, well, I guess spawn would be the best way to explain it in visual effects terms, but that the cape would just... Um, create a structure of itself and condense down into looking like a backpack on him. Oh yeah, when he was right this, when yes. he was riding the bat pod. But then when they were filming it, they were like, "Oh well, the cape kind of looks cool, just flowing on the bat pod." Which He's I got get. A cape. Yeah, but uh, I think that's why you you do see it sometimes in backpack mode especially when he's in hong kong and he's on the towers you can see he just has like a backpack looking thing but it's his cape it's just uh condensed down mm-hmm. um so i like seeing those kind of things uh and it would be cool to see like i know there's a motorcycle in this new batman movie but like i don't know maybe when he gets on the motorcycle he doesn't need all the armor that's on his body because he has no mobility now so you take off the arms give him short sleeve Batman armor and then boom, like you can create the situations. And I like that Zack Snyder does that with, with Batman here is you have nightmare Batman, you have armored Batman, you have regular Batman. You've got the new Batman with the Kryptonian armor that we finally got to see. Cause we said before Dawn of justice came out, we only had man of steel at the time. And I said, Nate, what if he uses those parts from the Kryptonian ship to make the armor? Mm -hmm. And they, I don't know if they explained it. Maybe they say it in the Wayne Tech manual, but they do it in this movie. Finally, they didn't do it in the first Justice League movie, but they in Zack Snyder's Justice League, they finally have a scene where someone, which is Alfred, explains, yes, we're taking their Kryptonian ship parts and we're making armor out of it. And it's like, yes, thank you. That makes I don't remember that. That I missed that completely. I thought they were just talking about the gauntlets. No, all of it is. Well, the gauntlets. Yes. But he also has the other armor pieces that are on his body because he doesn't have those armor pieces on. Oh, yeah, no, that's not the normal suit. It's like a suit on top of a suit. He only has the gauntlets on when he fights Superman at Heroes Park in this movie. But then okay. when they go invade uh, Pajornov, he has armor buckled onto every other part of his body. So it's like they added more Kryptonian armor to protect him because otherwise he'd get toasted by those parademons. So, but I'm just glad that they finally explain it, that they finally yeah. go, they go, yeah, we are taking the Kryptonian parts and putting it on him because that's what Batman would do. He would have to do that. Um, so let's see here. Um I want to skip back real quick over to Philippus on uh, on the Themyscarin cage. There's something really cool that I noticed here. And this is another big conversation you and I could have, but we'll probably get more into it when we see uh, some aliens in this movie. 
But they got what in this movie? They got some aliens in this movie. And it turns out they really like Shakespeare. So <laughs> what's going on in this movie? Besides, this whole thing is Shakespearean, especially Ray Fisher's performance being a, a, a theater a theater kid. Like yeah. he's got the theater chops and I think it's perfect, especially when he uh his acting, especially when he has to yell or something like that. He's he just, the brooding side now. Batman's not Batman's done brooding. Batman's atoning, as we said. Now Cyborg's gotta be the one brooding. And it's perfect. We'll yeah. There. And um but anyway, so Philippus tries to calm the mother box down and it's just not having it. It's having a tantrum, it's gonna crack open. And so then Philippus turns to the camera and says, alert the queen. And what I thought was really interesting about this was the way she was saying it, because I was thinking, well, if I had that line, I would say, alert the queen, like one sentence, which she says it in such a weird pattern that I started to think, hey, that sounds pretty familiar. She says, alert the queen. That's iambic pentameter, right? That that kind of form, that formulaic, like uh, yes. that cadence of, that that yes. that that and so alert the queen it's like it's like she said it in a very shakespearean way yeah and i love it i can hear it yeah absolutely 100 percent. i think it's great i absolutely love that stuff out out damn spot <laughs> uh i i think i think the shakespearean is is almost like a confirmed theory at this point because we've always hinted at it how good it is and sometimes when you take these movies i wish i said this so many times i don't know if it's the first time you guys are hearing this on um welcome to the show by the way by the way um they need to do the shakespearean books like they do with the star wars books but they do it of this trilogy so far and the lex luther lines from dawn of justice general zod's lines from man of steel it would just be really cool to to hear and read those things and oh you're talking about like dude okay do do um Man of Steel and Shakespeare. Okay, I got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Like a what book. Sta- what was the Star Wars books called? Uh, it doesn't matter. But yeah, know. I get yeah. it. Yeah, A New with Hope. I don't know. <laughs> that was that's man. William it wasn't Shakespeare. that, but they. It's right in front of them. Uh, William Shakespeare's Star Wars, and then William Shakespeare's like Return of the Jedi or something. But you know, like William Shakespeare's Man of Steel. William Shakespeare's Zack Snyder's Justice League. I feel like they had names like the have no fear shakespeare whatever the hell they tried to shove down your throat as a kid which man that's such a bummer how they teach shakespeare it's really yeah. you just gotta be into it mm-hmm. on your own self like yeah. not everybody's into it you gotta just you gotta find the good storytelling in it and be like oh snap all right yeah um, it's always watch star trek next generation <laughs> i think at least this a lot at least with my school, they saved some of the best ones for like your senior year. Were just a little bit more like, yeah, uh, I care about English class because the teacher is actually kind of cool. But like you start freshman year with Romeo and Juliet, and like most people's first Shakespeare is Romeo and Juliet. I don't think that should be the one you start out with. I don't. No. You got to start off. I would. I would totally start someone off with a comedy. I would do Taming of the Shrew. Twelfth Night. Taming of the Shrew, yeah. Taming of the Shrew slaps as a as a story. I think it's such um, such a good one. And then you just like put on the movie for two yeah. days of the thing with Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, then like, you just watch Ten just, Things I Hate About done. You. Go watch it's, She's a Man. You know, there was a um. What was the uh? Bruce Willis was in a sh- show 
before he was a famous movie star. I can't remember the name of the show, but they did a Taming of the Shrew episode. And my teacher did actually play that for us one time. And she like explained it. It was like, this is Bruce Willis before Bruce Willis was Bruce Willis kind of thing. I was like, oh, this is really cool. That, again, helped me get more into uh, Shakespeare. I think I didn't care about Taming of the Shrew at that point. It was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll watch this. This is cool. But uh, Much Ado About Nothing, great movie, great comedy. It's stupid. It's It's absolutely stupid. Here yeah. we go. Shakespeare Minute. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was... Uh, no, start with Macbeth. You need to start kids on Macbeth, and they need to feel it. They need to Are you kidding? I like Macbeth, but I don't know if I would start people Hamlet's on Macbeth. too much. No, Unless you not. actually... It's, unless... No, unless now, listen. It is too much if you just give someone the book and be like, here you go. I think you have to be like, here you go, and then like the school's putting on the play next month, so we're going to take the month to read it, and then you're going to see your fellow students act it out. I think that will work. Hamlet is great. so easy because they have the Lion King dog. Like you can just go watch the. But li- you're not. Uh, but yeah, it's such yeah. an easy story to to get. Uh, you know, between the whole nephew and then the father and the uncle and like, it's like that one. I remember reading it and going, "Is this Lion King dog? This is Lion King." <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Hamlet's true. good. Taming of the Shrew is good. I just think Romeo and Juliet. The kids got to be mature enough to get. They don't care about love stuff in the yeah. beginning. Who cares that they kill themselves because they couldn't love each other or whatever? What yeah. do you mean their families hate each other and and they're in love with each other? I don't know. You just yeah, it's, it's a little too young for people to understand like what love makes you go through and how much it hurts and it sucks and stuff like that. Kids aren't ready for that. They got to go through the hard stuff. They got to, and then they appreciate Romeo and Juliet, and then you hit them with the Romeo plus Juliet. And then yeah, you go, this say, hey, is... check out Claire Danes and Leo, baby. Then you go, this is cinema. Isn't John uh-huh. Leguizamo in that movie too? Absolutely. Yeah. He plays a... Uh, bang, uh, the opposite of Mercutio, right? Yeah. The one that's... Ben Polio? Ben... ben mm, you man, bite your I tongue at me, sir? Or bite your thumb at me, sir? I do not bite your thumb. Bite my thumb at you. Yeah. Yeah, man, okay. What a great... What a great movie. Shakespeare is what great. What a colorful movie. <laughs> what a great movie. We we all, uh, just like Dawn of Justice, we all just criticized Mayo. it. So, I don't know. Maybe that's where we should end on today's note. Uh, um, if Yeah, there's just a lot of ice. I'm trying to think of what else are we going to touch on here. Um, this is going to be, I think, the third or fourth time that you and I at least are having a conversation about Batman on horseback. I'm just going to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um It's just a good thing. I do with that with you with what you will. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's so many pieces you could put together with like the Dark Knight, of course, of him on horseback. Yeah. Very um, iconic. I was gonna say that one more thing that I'll wrap up today's minute with is um these establishing shots of the ice. I think it is kinda cool how later on, um in tomorrow or the next day's minute, where we will see that um the path that he is supposed to be on is impassable. It's it's supposed to be impossible to get here. And yeah. this is a very good depiction of I can't walk up that. What are you are you kidding me? What is this? It's yeah. like that's hell, but ice. Yeah, it's like they gave him a horse when really he needs like one of those mountain goats from like the Hobbit that you can ride and you can like just jump up the wall. Yeah. Like he those would he would wild, need one of right? those. But like they can't give him that. It's not it's, they, they're like, nah, he gets a horse, mm-hmm. um, which would be, it's just kind of cool, especially that shot right there where it's just in the distance, the silhouette of the horse, the fire, 
and it's very good Bruce Wayne. That's what I was assuming Batman. that you were saying would be all like the green stuff. They just color corrected it to make it look, you know, dreary and stuff. But like what he's sitting on is probably just um, grass out the out the wazoo, right? Yeah. Well, they filmed during winter, uh, of course. Clearly, yeah. It's not like well, <laughs> well. What I'm saying is like they didn't. Uh, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't like change it they up. They didn't uh, visually change a landscape or anything. Yeah, like it wasn't yeah, visual effects. Mean. Yeah, but what but you, um, just I'm, him standing at the top of the hill. Yeah, really, it's when they when he overlooks the village uh, of the town that I just forgot how to pronounce, mm-hmm. Jupovic. Um, it, it's when you see that town. There are actually photos of that town, and it looks actually pretty nice and warm to to hang out there. It doesn't look as isolated and and cold. Was the, is the stone dock real? Or did they build that for this movie? Because that's what I want to go see. Uh, good question. We'll have to find out. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it here for today. If you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you can join me, Nate, other guests who have been on the show, other listeners who listen to the show, and talk about today's minute or any minutes that you're catching up on. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number seven. Or minute, is it seven? Which number are we on? Minute number eight. There you go. Of Justice League Minute. (laughs) 